everyone. This is Corinne Lafon, your favorite radio host, your only radio host and favorite girl, of course, broadcasting to you from the lovely island of Trinidad and Tobago in the Caribbean on Between the Lines. And you know how we do it here on Between the Lines, always with gratitude and thankfulness. It's always a pleasure being here. It's a beautiful sunny day in Trinidad and Tobago. I'm alive, I'm above ground, and I'm with beautiful people. Can you tell? Can you tell? I only hang with beautiful people on my show, okay? So we're talking a topic today that most people don't like to talk about. It's sex. Let me spell it for you just in case you didn't know how to spell it. S-E-X. Get familiar, get comfortable. Sexual enlightenment. We're going to be in class today, so be prepared. And for those persons who are listening and watching, please engage with us. All your comments are going to be showing up here. You know how we do it here. We're always showcasing your comments, your questions. Bring it on. We're open to the questions. Don't be afraid to engage with us. Let me tell you about the guest that you're seeing next to me. I hope I can pronounce it right. I tell you we are in class today. So we have Dr. Elsbeth Moit. <laughs> I see them nodding, you know, like proper teachers. Let's see if she's going to get it, Moit. And Freddie Zental Weaver. Did I get that right? Oh my God, I got a tick. I got a tick today. I had to mute them because there's a little bit of static coming through when I talk. So please forgive me for that. Forgive us for that. They're together. Don't focus on that. Focus on the information that you're going to be getting and the interaction. That's what you need to focus on. And let me tell you a bit about these two beautiful people. They're a couple. I am envious. That's the human side of me. They're a couple married for 21 years. Can you imagine? And they're looking. Look at them. Just look at them. Oh, my God. Don't you just want what they have? Look at, look, she's rubbing his shoulders. <laughs> this is going to be so, odd. no, no, Elspeth, El El no, don't, no, don't. Kind of, kind of separate there. That's a little bit too much, you know. Too much of love going on right there, right now. Okay, so let me tell you, let me tell you a bit about them. So Dr. Elspeth Moit and Freddie Zental Weaver have assisted thousands of couples, including me and you, we're going to be part of that, and singles like myself, I'm not a couple yet, pending couple, create, to create lasting intimacy and fulfillment in their lives and relationships. They are featured on Showtime documentary series, Sexual Healing, isn't there a song like that? And the Emmy award-winning NBC show, Starting Over, best-selling authors of Sexual Enlightenment, endorsed by world-renowned spiritual pioneer, Dr. Michael, Michael Beckwith himself, and the co-founders of Tantra Nova Institute in Chicago. I want to officially welcome them to Between the Lines. Thank welcome. you so, thank you so much, Corinne. It's great, great to have you. You guys give me hope. Oh my goodness. This is, this is good. What you wanted to say, Freddie? Just, yeah, keep hope alive. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. So let me start off with one of the first comments I made about you being married for 21 years. As an interracial couple, what is it that keeps you together? What is the one thing, if you were to say one thing, one thing from you, Freddie, one thing from you, Elspeth, that you want to share with the listening and watching audience? Because there are people who are in 
relationships and they can't get it together, whether it's the same race or, or out of the race, or even being single, you just can't attract. What it is, Freddie, what is it, Elspeth? Well, Corinne, I would say what has kept us together for 21 years is each other and the work we do. Almost six months to the day we met, we transcended what I call the romantic drama, you know, where you're just so enthralled with each other and, you know, the sun won't set unless the other's there. We transcended that by creating Tantra Nova, this institute that we teach these practices that we're going to be talking to you and your audience about today. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that's really what has fulfilled me totally uh, and, you know, has really allowed me to share my gifts in the world. And then Elspeth supports me so beautifully and we, you know, have an ease with each other. So that's that's for me what it is. So you're saying, Freddie, it's having something in common that you that two people can grow together. Yeah, many people do create something. They usually have children or they create, you know, they buy property together. But what okay. is sustaining the aliveness, choosing the relationship is where this work comes in as a really valuable part of, you know, keeping the relationship alive and new and, and, and exciting. Awesome. Elizabeth, what do you have to add to what Freddie's saying? Yeah, it's not just staying together. There are many marriages that stay together, but they don't have aliveness. So how to keep the aliveness alive? So one thing was given that I struggled a great deal in relationship before I came to studying Tantra and then meeting Freddie uh, and, you know, became a life partner of his. So given my struggle, and that was really until I was 50 years old, and then I woke up and said, okay, I want to create a new future in terms of love and intimacy. And for me, the key was to learn how to sustain intimacy and love because I had love and intimacy in my life, but it was with unavailable men. Okay. So, you know, and I had a pattern there and I, I saw it, you know, I saw the trajectory that if I was not going to make a change, I would end up without lasting intimacy and love in my life before I would leave this planet. And I didn't want that. So that was the time and I deeply delved into the study of Tantra and it was phenomenal, the healing. It totally shifted uh, my being and I discovered that I had held distrust towards men, which I didn't know about. You know, it was more underneath in the subconscious, not mm -hmm. obvious. So for me, what has become really a key in sustaining and evolving and expanding love and intimacy. First, intentionality. Hmm. Everything is being created from intentionality. Mm -hmm. So the intent, the ongoing intent to create together. Relationship is a pure creation day by day, moment by moment, year by year. So with this intentionality that I want to be with Freddie and I made him my life partner, it's a declaration, you know, and that is the intentionality. I live with that. And then when I get angry or when he doesn't do what I want him to do or if I feel he's not hearing me, you know, all these little triggers that come up, of course, they come up in any relationship. The question is, 
am I going down the spiral with the upset or am I more committed to the harmony, to the connection, to the love connection? I'm going to interrupt you there, Beth. You said a couple of things. Your age at 50. You said you woke up. And yeah. there was something else you said, and it, I, I've lost track of it here right now. Or oh, um, unavailable men. <laughs> Those three things are things that are happening to a lot of people. So let's start with the age. 50. A lot of people think... <laughs> Where are you going, especially as a woman at age 50? You, you, you're bound to just be single for the rest of your life. You feel not, nobody's going to come into your life. You're not going to attract that type of love. Nobody would want you. You're thinking that in your mind. You're beyond the age. Waking up, and you're talking about intentionality. We go through our lives and we continue with the same programming that was taught to us from childhood, what society expects what our friends are doing we compare ourselves to other friends at the same age whether it's 20 30 40 and especially in our 50s where we feel we should have accomplished x y and z at a particular point in time my friend has children she has a big house car she's traveling she's living she has the husband that i always wanted the life i don't have it when am i gonna get it you know you're talking about unavailable men we find ourselves just taking anything that comes along just for the sake of saying we have somebody in our lives. Even if the person is unavailable, married, or whatever that circumstance may be, meaning the man being married, and they just cannot give us what we need. And we keep seeking that thing, seeking that thing, and getting it from the unavailable men, as opposed to working on ourselves, the waking up, to attract the right type of persons in our lives. And I'm going to add another one to that. So that was three. This is the fourth one. You're German. Freddie, you're not German, as far as I could pick up from your accent. <laughs> besides, besides being black, okay, and an interracial couple, you had to deal with a German woman. Now, I don't know the dynamics, but I know there must have been cultural, language, and all of that. Even people with our own language, English to English, we cannot understand. You decide, Freddie, to take on a German woman. Help me out here. I know I'm throwing a lot of things at you. <laughs> <laughs> Good, but, yeah, this is but this is a challenging. This is this is this is for all the singles, the 50-year-olds, the, the young women, the older women that are going for unavailable. You know, the not waking up and just continuing. Yes. So this is the thing, Corinne. The we, there's nobody out there but you and your life and me and my life. So we all have to take stock in terms of what it is we really want to create in our life. There's no comparing and all of that. If we stay in that, then we're lost in that. But when we really start taking, you know, um, choice in our life and making choice in our life and listening to what we most deeply desire, that's when we can start to take action to shift and create what we most want to bring into our life. Mm -hmm. So for me with Elsbeth, um, I was raised in an interracial uh, life, you know, coming up as a child. My father was a psychiatrist. He was black. My mom, my stepmom, who raised me since I was seven, was white. And so I was used to that interracial experience. 
and I still have a very good relationship with my black mom as well. Uh, so my point is, is that that wasn't an issue, the race thing. Uh, like anybody, whether it's in a black relationship or a white relationship or an Asian relationship, you're never going to be a complete reflection of each other because there are differences. And so what this work really ultimately is about in our life is how can we learn to allow the other to be totally who they are without the, uh, the uh, possessiveness or the, you know, the jealousy or the guilting or the expectation of what we think they should be. And that's the opportunity. And that's really how you can stay in a relationship that is alive and dynamic. And it's wow. spicy. The difference is spicy. Yeah. And so these are the practices <laughs> to work with creating that because it's easy enough to understand that as a con concept. But how do you actually get past the stops? And one of the things that Elspeth mentioned earlier about the unavailable men, that, that comes from an early experience for her that she made a choice and it, it was an impacting moment. And we all have a lot of those in our life. And so we often live unconsciously and consciously from that past experience, which keeps us trapped in a, in a belief system. Yeah. So if I had a relationship that went bad, then I'm skeptical about any relationship. And if I have another one, then it's the only possible way that it could never, it could never happen, a good relationship. So once we can get in touch with the, the disbelief that it's possible, right? Uh, energetically and not and emotionally, then we can start to step towards what we want to create. Yeah, let me add a little something here because what Freddie alluded to in my attracting unavailable men, that was actually because this is why I went into Tantra because mm -hmm. I wanted to see what I didn't see. It was like a blind spot, you know, because unavailable men didn't bring me that lasting intimacy and love, but still I was doing it. So in the tantric healing, what opened up for me was that I was reminded right in the healing ritual, came back like this of an experience when I was 18 years old, first love, first boyfriend, we had a beautiful, you know, blissful relationship. And then he asked me to have intercourse. I said, yes, although I wasn't ready. It was freakingly painful. Uh, I had to go to the gynecologist, the building wow. to my house. My father opened it, all hell broke loose, and he called me a whore. The boyfriend left shortly after, and there I was totally alone, no soul to turn to. And there was this decision I made, which was something like, see Elspeth, men are never there for you when you really need them. And that's that impacting moment that and I was talking about. that, Corinne, trailed me throughout my life. The rest of your life. Elspeth. And I was 50 years old and had this tantric healing, which, you know, I had done work on it, uh, on this experience in therapy in my 30s, and I thought it was all complete. Now, let me make this no, point as well, that she had good relationships. She had a lot of relationships in her life. She wasn't like just a wallflower <laughs> waiting for a relationship. Yeah. This is the interesting part. That... So now I lost my train. Well, so, <laughs> so no, but I'm going, I'm going to help you lose your train of thought even further. 
when well, you say, said, this, let me just go ahead. Okay. So in the background running was the belief that there were no good men from that impacting moment that she shared. Yeah. But yeah. On the surface, she was in relationships, but they yeah. wouldn't last. And she would unconsciously pick men that weren't available. And yeah. that's the piece that I was talking about that we don't see, that we do, that keeps us stuck in a place. So in the tantric work, we're learning how to work with sexual energy as a way to open something up. And we can get into that too, but go ahead. I love, that's exactly where I was going, Freddie. Thank you. Women, I can't speak for men. We hold a lot of our trauma in that area. The sexual area for, for us, at least for me. And especially if we go through those type of experiences, it retains, I call it like muscle memory, spiritual memory. It's, that, it, it, it's like in your DNA, it holds. And you have to find ways to release it. Now, when Elsbeth said she wanted to see what she didn't see, <laughs> you know, to, to come to that point of seeing what you didn't see, it takes being in a space and a willingness to submit, humble, let go, and just go where it takes you. That is vulnerability to the max. That is being prepared for whatever comes at you whether it's painful or not. And not a lot of people are prepared to do that, Freddie and Elsbeth, which is what keeps them where they are. And they keep attracting the same thing. And I believe in the tantric and the tantra. Um, I mean, I haven't gone into it intensively, but I have been doing the work on myself in terms of that and have been a proponent of it in the sense of working on myself and healing because I know I feel it in my spiritual DNA. I feel it in my energy. So, so to come back to the seeing what you, what you didn't see, that vulnerability, you're asking people, you're asking women and men, let's not forget the men, you know, because this is, this is a dual synergistic relationship yes, yes, if we yes. want to attract, okay? Yeah, so <laughs> to be vulnerable, let's talk about that vulnerability and what the tantric or tantra helps to bring you out of and, and, the, and the pain that we need to face that we don't really want to face. Yeah, so when I said, you know, that there was something I couldn't see, this is these are our blind spots. Mm -hmm. And in the realm of love and intimacy, the vulnerability is really opening up to myself. If I cannot be vulnerable and tap into my tender place vis-a-vis -vis myself, how could I do it with another? You know, so in the tundric practice often helps us to work with a partner. It doesn't have to be, I didn't have a partner. I worked with a practice partner. So it was not about falling in love or having sex. It was about that healing dimension. Yeah. And so when we think of that certain things are not seeable from our conscious mind. So like this distrust that I had towards men that I was not aware of really lived on the cellular level in my body, including my sexual, you know, center. And while I had done talk therapy around it, I couldn't access it from the speaking place because it was not accessible from the conscious mind. And so I also want to say one other thing that what opened up for me around 50 was really that my life started. 
that I became alive, that I became intentional in terms of what I wanted to create in love and relationship, and that it's all over here. So if I don't bring in the partner that I want to be with, when I bring in an availability, there is something over here that's confused. And in the tantric practice, we learn to become coherent between our physical, sexual, emotional love, and mental and spiritual self. Now, the let thing me, that you let me let me interject. Hold on one second, Freddie. Yes. You said at fifty, Elspeth. Here's a little question for you. Do you think it could have happened for you at forty or thirty? Why at fifty? I, I mean, I'm. I don't have the statistics, but something happens at 50 <laughs> when, you, when you cross the 40, 45, 50 and going. Well, what Corinne, is it with 50? In, in this work, though, if you have something that is a pressing thing that you can't seem to bring in or create in your life, mm -hmm. this work can lead you to the promised land. It's just like Elsbeth's experience at 50. That is a practice that she uses in all areas of her life from here forward. And she could have gotten that at 10. I got it when I was 13 years old. But this is the thing about this work as a transformational vehicle. So when we talk about sex and Tantra, people often get confused. Oh, I want to make love in a deeper way. I want to have long orgasms and multiple orgasms and so on. And you will and you can. Okay. Now, what we're doing is so using the sexual piece and what happens as far as our changed uh, chemical and emotional selves, we're in an altered state anyway. So what we're teaching our practices are part of the energetic yoga in terms of breath, uh, muscle awareness, uh, and intention to create a, a deeper seeing energetically and emotionally and spiritually about something that we want that keeps us stuck. Like Elsbeth saw how she believed from that past experience, even though she, she knew that analytically, she knew it linguistically, she'd done a lot of therapy on it, but energetically and how it lived for her, it took the altered state of the sexual place that we go to, to get to it. And that's what we're teaching is how you can use the sexual energy with, uh, and the activation of it with all the things we do forever. We've been procreating last hundred or so years, recreating with the development of contraceptives. We're teaching how to co-create with this creative energy, creating the life that you want. Here's what, here's what, here's what. Some people don't even want to touch themselves. They don't even want to discover or understand their body. You get what I'm saying, Freddie and Elizabeth? Yes. yes. They don't even want to acknowledge their own body, accept it, feel so, it, get to know it. Yes, Tantric yes. and Tantra takes you to a place. It takes you to a place. Yeah. Yeah. But it's actually, you can do also healing in a solo practice. The yeah. thing is that, you know, everybody needs to see what is right for them. And then actually comparison disappears. Once I got clear what I wanted to bring forth in my life mm -hmm. and I followed that path, it didn't matter if I was 50 or 70 or, and I'm almost 73 now, you no, know? No, the yeah. show finish. No, this is where the show ends. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm 66, so we're, no. we're both. People who are watching and listening, this is where the show ends. No, no, no that is what brings you hope. No, 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 no. We were going quite well all along. Quite. 
we were going good until you said that. No, no. <laughs> if this, let me say something, Freddie, don't talk. Okay. If this is what Tantra does for you people, get on board. Yeah. You see? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> it's the truth. If it's this truth. is what Tantra does for you, get on board. Yes, yes. Get on board. Look at how beautiful and glowing these gorgeous people are. <laughs> yeah. And you know, Corinne, it's all about tuning with our beautiful life force energy mm. that is creative and pleasurable in nature. Life force energy is sexual energy. It doesn't always show up in a roused play, uh, 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 level. Like right now, you know, we are talking here, you are listening, mm -hmm. and everyone is listening. Mostly, I assume you are not aroused at this very moment. No, <laughs> we're talking. <laughs> okay. So, but then when I walk by Lake Mis Michigan and I feel the breeze on my skin, mm -hmm. it feels very pleasant. It the energy does. is sli slightly raised, not fully aroused. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, coming towards an orgasm, a climax, an ejaculation, mm -hmm. you know, it's highly aroused. It's the same energy. Yes. In the tantric practice, we learn to play our life force mm -hmm. energy like a flute from subtle levels all the way to high levels and everything in between. And like we play a flute, we can play around with it, we can circulate it, we can share it with another. You know, but we want to become aware of that energy that runs through us at all times and how it shows up in the human being is in our physical body through sensation. Orgasmic feelings are sensation when I feel cold. That's a sensation. Then the love. Elizabeth, the you're talking some things. This is, listen, I wish if I had the rest of the day and a whole week with you, but here's what's going through my mind. And this is something that I have spoken about and believe. Are we going to get very raw here right now as, we, as we're coming down into the final moments? The thing about it is what is being perpetuated out there is that sex is all about I jump on you, you're into me, you know, we, you, you reach an orgasm, finish, turn, sleep, that's it. It is more than that. It is that, like I said to somebody, it's a dancing of the energies. Yes. I want to say so. So you know, hold continue. on, Freddie. Hold yeah. on one second, Freddie. Based on what Elizabeth said, you what you feel, that that arousal in different ways. And it helps you to understand your body, helps you to understand the other person. Being able, I call I'm into communications, public relations and communications. And so sex to me is communication. Mm -hmm. When both of you are having sex, it's about communicating to each other without even having to say words. He understands you. He knows what is pleasing you, what is not. He, you know, it, you know, you know, there's a dancing of the two souls, of the two energies together, creating a powerful force. Yes, Freddie. Okay, so to build on what you just opened up there, uh, we teach a particular meditation ritual practice, and the construct is that there are there are roles. There's a giver and there's a receiver. Now, this is different from mutual lovemaking, where it's back and forth, yet you know, 
weaving and moving. Uh, it will inform your mutual lovemaking. But what the ritual practice does is it gives the receiver an opportunity to be in whatever shows up in their sexual energetic aliveness or lower levels or high levels, however it shows up. So they're able to be with themselves in a way that perhaps they've never been with themselves before. And there's specific meditation awareness practices that we teach that go along with this ritual. And always part of it is an intention. Uh, and that's where the work becomes different. But again, it does affect what you were sharing in terms of lovemaking should be a listening. It should be a deeper being connected with one another. But if someone comes into it completely afraid of sex or that it's shameful or it's bad, they do it with the lights off in only one position, and it's just to create babies, then they're missing a whole new, another level of what that can be in terms of a connection uh, in hum humanness. Mm -hmm. um, so with, with informing your mutual lovemaking, that's great, and that will happen in these practices. And where we're coming from with this work as a, is as a way that you can use sexual energy in addition to that to create more deeply and with ease and flow what you really, really want in your life and learning how to get out of your own way. I'll give you a real quick example, similar to Elspeth's story about unavailable men. So when I was first introduced to these practices at 13 years old, at the time I was going through my puberty, spending a lot of time in the shower, you know, young men will do. My father was a practicing psychiatrist. He gave, took pity on me, gave me a book to read on how to do sexual meditation, which was these practices. So I had this idea at 13 to go to college on an athletic scholarship, but I had doubts about my capacity to do that. Well, the meditation, the sexual meditations allowed me to get past my own ambivalence and fear. And I went on to college and, and on athletic scholarship. My point there is that it was the altered state of the sexual state with the meditation uh, principles and practices integrated with that as a self-love practice. This at 13, I was doing with just myself. And so uh, there's a way to work with yourself energetically that can get you more deeply connected to what's going on in the background around our story making and our belief system. Awesome, awesome. Now, we're talking about fulfilling relationships. Some people have no idea what a fulfilling relationship should be to them. They may be guided by what they see outside and feel that's for them, but that's really not meeting their soul's need. And so, you know, I, I would love to hear what your thoughts are, especially what you're offering in your services. And while you're answering that, I am going to bring up your website and we're going to be showcasing that freebie, that webinar, yes, mm -hmm. that um, persons can listen to and get to know more about your work. Yeah. Great. That's such a beautiful question, Corinne, about, you know, what do I want? And not to expect the answer right away. It's a question to be explored into, to be reflected upon. Because when we open ourselves up to, oh, what do I want in terms of love and intimacy? What do I desire or would I like to desire in terms of relationship? Do I want to be in a relationship? Perhaps it's the relationship with myself. I want to do more discovery. So in the question, things will arise. And the beauty of the way we invite people into the work is because there are many people who come solo, both men and women, the couples come, you know, at the brink of divorce, so very happily together, but they feel there may be more to loving and connecting and to expanding. So really the opportunity then to listen further through the work, through the practices, 
what is it that my soul desires? Mm. What is it that my physical, sensual expression may want to experience? What may it be to connect my spiritual with my physical sexual? What may it be if I learned how to channel this wonderful sexual energy that is creative and pleasurable and harness this energy so I can channel it into my life's work? You know, learning just like we learned how to harness electrical energy two years ago, uh, 200 years ago. What about learning how to harness my life force energy, sexual energy? and have it embellish my life experience, what I can do in life, how I can relate to my beloved or bring in a beloved. It's so, you know, amazing. Do you want me to say a little bit more about the, Gift. the gifts we have? Yeah, but I want to go through your website. Is the free webinar here or do I need to put the link in? Actually, you need to put the link that is- All right. Private link only for the listeners. Awesome. So before I jump to the link, is there anything on your website you would like me to feature? I know you have your book and stuff. Is that here? Now, actually, when you scroll down all the way yeah. on the home page. Yes. Oh. So, so sweet of you. Further, go further. Yes. Further, further until the book comes up, Sexual Enlightenment, right here. Yes. It's the book. When you go there and click, go a little further. On Amazon, yes. you can get the hard copy mm -hmm. or Audible. You can get the audio book, which just uh, got released a couple of months ago. Awesome. And we can see that Dr. Beckwith is yes. there endorsing that. Yes. Look how gorgeous you two look. Oh, my God. I, Lord. Okay. So... <laughs> <laughs> I am going to showcase the webinar here now. Beautiful. Yes. Okay, so it's called that webinar, which is a workshop where Freddie and I teach the foundations. It's called Ignite uh, Your Relationship, and it could be Ignite Your Relationship with Yourself. Ignite Isn't that the first place to start, Elizabeth and Freddie? Yes, absolutely. That's the first place to start. So, you know, you know what I notice people say, I mean, because I'm single, so you're on dating sites, but I'm no longer there again. I'm looking for my other half. When I see that, I'm like, no, you're not ready. Right. <laughs> because right. I, I am not looking to complete me. I'm, I am a whole person. Yes. Why am I looking for my other? Where? It's <laughs> kind of a state of most being, you know, most people are, are externally referenced. So we're looking for something out, you know, another car or a place to go on holiday, something the weather is going to change my feeling as yeah. opposed to self-generating. And that's new for a lot of people because we feel subjected Damn. to in our lives. Damn, I don't yeah. want another half. I want a whole. I want yeah. a whole. That's <laughs> yes. right. Work it's on yourself. Damn. Yes. Yeah. So Corinne, the, the webinar, the workshop, mm -hmm. is really just builds on what we opened up in the conversation because there we teach a couple of practices. So when you as a listener, a viewer of this conversation want to learn more, you know, there you get in that webinar, you get led into yourself. Love and that. connect more deeply with yourself and what it means to start 
witnessing your flow of energy within, how it shows up in your heart, in your emotions, in your thoughts, in your sexual self. And then we also speak very specifically about these rituals Freddie alluded to earlier, the one that is dedicated to the woman, the yoni ritual, that is the sexual center in Sanskrit of the woman. It's translated the sacred space, you know, for the men, it is connecting in a whole new way with his lingam, which is translated from S Sanskrit into penis or actually much more endearing want of light or magic want, <laughs> you know, how he can learn to channel his wonderful testosterone energy from his lingam, his magic wand, all the way up into his heart and awesome. become more integrated, connected. So when he is connected in his heart, he can connect with my heart. And when my heart feels it, my heart opens and my sacred space, my uni opens. Then we have a circuit. I am definitely, look out for me in this webinar. That's all I have to say. Look out for me. Yeah, I am, yeah, I'm definitely signing up. Let me get back to the both of you here. This has been awesome. I think we did a lot. We went a little bit over time, but I don't care. This is my show. And so we could do anything, okay? We could do anything. Any final thoughts before we go? Well, I would say one, keep owning your own upsets. So I can't get upset about the weather. I can't change the weather, but I can change how I feel about it. So That's do what right. you can to start coming from that internal looking and that choice. Uh, and two, uh, enjoy your life. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Elizabeth, what do you want to add to what Freddie's saying? I can't leave you out, you know, Elizabeth. I can't leave you out. Yes. Okay. For me, it's really to listen and speak from my heart instead from my head. Because when I'm connected with my heart, it's very easy for me to connect with Freddie's heart or with your heart, Corinne. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I want to thank you so much for being on my show. But more than that, doing the work that you're doing, it touches my heart and soul. Continue mm. doing it. I, I am going to promise you that one day, I can't say soon, but I am going to come and attend your seminars i need to experience it okay so um, they are also like my women's workshop awaken to your feminine essence you can also participate by zoom virtually. okay it's a hybrid. i have people in the room and in the zoom room okay and it's just equally profound life-changing heart opening and yoni opening I love that. I am going. I'm going to spend more time on your website, and I'm glad you mentioned that because I think the women really need to work on themselves. The men also need to work on themselves in order for us to be able to. Yeah, Freddie has a men's workshop, men, sex, and power. Also hybrid. You can participate in it, and it alters a man's life. Oh. On the website. Yes, I know a lot of things are on that website. A lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much. I learned a lot. It reinforced a lot for me. It confirmed my thinking, what my spirit desires. Mm -hmm. And it also confirms the work I have been doing on myself. And not only that, um, you know, it's, it's, it's the waiting. It's the waiting and, the, and the, the healing work that I'm doing on myself as opposed to throwing myself out there. And I'm saying this for a lot of women, 
throwing yourself out there with the belief that you're not worthy or you need to just take whatever comes at you, you know, until the right thing comes or if it comes or whatever. Let's not, let's believe in ourselves a bit more. Let's, let's treat ourselves like the queen and kings we are meant to be and, mm -hmm. and do the necessary work. I want to thank Elizabeth, Elizabeth, Elizabeth <laughs> and Freddie for being on between the lines. Thanks, Karina. Thank you. Thank you.